We're on Mestechet Yivaba, Perak Ted, Zion, Mishnah, Zion, 7th and last Mishnah in the 16th and final chapter. It's the last Mishnah of Mestechet Yivaba. Okay, if you're uh, with us now, I assume you've been with us all along. Yeshar Koach, I'll give it you at the end. We've been discussing the idea that in, in, uh, in Halacha, we, we, we have this idea that, that in a, in Iguna, we learned that we, Hamnu Rabbanan Le'ed Echad Ve'isha Mishum Aguna. So we're going to see that in the times of the Tana'im, Tana'im this was only uh, codified at the very end of the, or towards the end of the Tana'ik era. But in the times of the Tana'im, this was a huge machloket, as we're going to see. And you could sort of see the, the development of the halachic process in the Mishnah itself. Amar Rabbi Akiba, Rabbi Akiba says, When I went down to La'arda, La'aber Shana, La'aber Shana, Ibr Shana means to an additional month. How could you go to Naharda to do Ibr Shana? Remember, Rabbi Kiva was in Eretz Yisrael. So the Kahati points out that the Romans didn't allow them to change, do the months to have Sanhedrin do things in Eretz Yisrael. So he had to go as a representative of Eretz Yisrael to Naharda in Babel to do Ibr Shana, to, to, to adjust the Jewish calendar. So when I went to Naharda, Matzati, that, also, that already tells you, interestingly, about the status of the Jewish people at the time. So if you want to think about husbands and wives and Mishum Iguna, and uh, what's going on, you already understand that it's a time of, of, of danger and difficulty for the Jewish people. So when I went to Narda, Matsati Nechemia Ish Beitili, I found Nechemia Ish Beitili. Amar Li, so he said to me, Shamati She'en Misinita Isha Be'eretz Yisrael Al Pi Eid Echad, Ela Rabbi Yudah Ben Baba. He said, I heard that only Rabbi Yudah Ben Baba is the only Tana in Eretz Yisrael that will allow a, ma- a woman to marry Al Pi Eid Echad based on the testimony of one woman, because the halacha, according to the Torah we learned, before the Rabbanan came and were mekil, the halacha was, you need two witnesses. So only Rabbi Yudah ben Baba permits it. The numeti lo, numeti means I, I said to him, from Nu'um, I spoke to him, this is true. We don't have time to go into this, but this is a, a fascinating Agada, Agadic Mishnah. Amar Li, so he said to me, so, so Akiva, I met, I met Nechemia Ish Beit Li. So he said to me, and more than him, say in my name. He must have been a very significant Tanai. We don't know much about him. You know this place is full mishubeshet, mishibushim. It's messed up by the gayasot, by these roving bands. Okay, by enemy, by enemy, uh, by enemy forces. Let's go down. I have a Mesorah. It's accepted from me. Remember the elder Ramagamliel. I'm telling you, you're allowed to marry a woman if you have testimony from one man. Ukshabati, Rabbi Akiva continues, and he says, when I've heard Saiti Adarim, I think it's Rabbi Akiva says this, maybe it's, I'm not sure, okay? When I said this, if they maybe it's, maybe this is still Nehemia talking, I'm not sure. Samachli Debar, when I went to Rabbi Gamliel, he was very happy, Amar, and he said, Matsanu Chaver, Rabbi Yudah ben Baba, Rabbi Yudah ben Baba, we found another Rab like Rabbi Yudah ben Baba. I imagine Rabbi Yudah ben Baba, when he first started being Mekil Mishum Egunot, all the other people are like, hmm, I don't know, sounds asur. And as you, and then you can see the Rabbi Gwilil like was looking for somebody to be Mekil. He just didn't feel like he had enough consensus. And now I have another person. And as we're talking, he remembered, that, that, uh, the people, when the people were killed in Tel Arza, where is Tel Arza? Let's find it. Today it's a Haredi neighborhood in northern Jerusalem. Hmm. Okay. Its name is taken from the Mishnah. Whereas described as a place where Jews were, were murdered. Mishnah in Yevamot. That's our Mishnah. So, Nergu Yehudim Betel Arza. I don't know where it is originally. I have to look more. You can look it up on the internet. 
also did it. He married their wives based on one witness. And then it was accepted. They had a chazaka. When you read it with a little sensitivity, you realize that you see the halachic process in action. There were rabbis that clearly against it. Ramagamliel said, no, we have one witness. It's enough. We know they're dead. What are you going to do? There was mass murder. Otherwise, these women are going to be agunot. And not only would he accept one witness, it would be aid me aid, which legally is called hearsay. He didn't see it. He heard somebody else say it. Or if it's a slave or a woman or a shivcha, people who are not considered, who are not allegedly accepted as, as witnesses. Nonetheless, we accepted them. But at the same time, said, no. One witness is not enough. You need two witnesses. This is the oraita. Talking about you're talking about uh, about about marriages and and mamzerut. Sorry, edacha doesn't work. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva says no. One witness, yes, but lo api isha, velo api eved, velo api shivcha, velo api krovim. Sorry, there are rules. One witness will be mekiel, but not a woman who didn't have wasn't considered a reliable witness, nor an eved, a slave or a shivcha, a maidservant, and not not relatives. Amrullah, they said, look, they went to Tzor, the city of the dates. And one of them got sick on the way. They left him at the Pundak, at the, at the inn. When they got back, they said to the innkeeper, who was a non-Jewish woman, where's our friend? He died, I buried him. They accepted her testimony. Rabbi Kiva, should a Kohenet, if Kohenet comes and says, listen, my husband is dead. She is not Naaman, shouldn't she be, at least be as reliable as an innkeeper, a non-Jewish innkeeper? He said, like, she should be reliable as the Pundakit, meaning, she took out his stick, his walking stick, his wallet, and his Sefer Torah. She said, he died, here his stuff, what can I do? I buried him. Whereas, when it, therefore, it wasn't just, we didn't just rely on her testimony. We also relied upon the circumstantial evidence that she produced. But Akiva said, I'm not willing to rely on one witness or a woman to be to be a Messiah. So it's, we're clear from the Mishnah that this was a machalok, it was a huge argument at the times of Tanaim. Nonetheless, the Bartonira says, in the end, we don't pass like any one of Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Akiva. As we learned, we rely even on the testimony of a woman or relatives. Any one of them, and it shows you, by the way, it's really the, the level, the, the extent to which Chachamim wanted to bend over backwards and were able to mold the halachic reality because what can you do? You know that this is so, so true. There's, people are getting killed all over the place. We just can't accept a situation where we require the letter of the law, Chazal of the power, they have the ability to make these decisions in order to permit Jews to live according to halacha. What a fitting, beautiful ending to, you know, Yivamot seems very, very strict, very, you know, straightforward. And here comes along Chazal and say, no, there, there is room, we have the, the ability to, in order to allow people to live in, a, in at least a feasible way when conditions are almost impossible. Stop here. Yashakoah for getting this far. Salik Masechet Yivamot. We continue with Masechet Ketubot tomorrow. We'll dedicate our learning to the memory of my father. Rav Simcha Ben-Yitzchak. Kalman, comments or questions? I always love hearing from, uh, from uh, those studying in this Shi'ur. 
rspolter at gmail.com. Have a great day.